our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where you listen because you don't want to believe, you listen because you want to know. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in once again. This is episode number 21. Due to popular demand, this is a special edition of the Veritas Show, comprised of two prior segments of Cliff High from the WebBot Project and both of his appearances on The Veritas Show, which deserve one full show. The first segment is available to everyone, and the second segment is available to our members. To subscribe, simply head on to our website, veritasshow.com, and click on the subscribe button. And now, let's proceed with Cliff High. Cliff High and George Ure Two self-described time monks shared dire predictions based on the WebBot technology. Their method captures changes in language patterns within internet discussions. This aggregated data is then processed with software to determine various keywords, which they interpret in a predictive fashion. For the coming months, the two recommend developing self-sufficiency and the ability to live off the grid. The WebBot project, developed in the late 1990s, was created to assist in making stock market predictions. The technology uses a system of spiders to crawl the internet and search for keywords, much like a search engine does. When a keyword is located, the bot program takes a snapshot of the text preceding and following the keyword. The snapshot of text is sent to a central location, where it is then filtered to define meaning. The project's concept is aimed at tapping into the collective unconscious of the universe and its inhabitants. As well, there's an interesting time concept involved and an unusual concept of a tipping point regarding the past, current, and future times. 
In 2001, the BUD operators began to notice that stock market predictions were not the only matters being accurately predicted by the program, and they began to take notice of the coincidence with occurrences and explored it further. One of the first accurate predictions from the BUD program took place in June of 2001. At that time, the program predicted that a life-altering event would take place within the next 60 to 90 days, an occurrence of such proportion that its effect would be felt worldwide. The program based its prediction on its filtered web chatter content, which ultimately represents the collective unconscious of society. Regrettably, the program's prediction proved accurate and the Twin Towers fell on September the 11th, 2001. And this is where it starts to become really interesting. The BUD program also predicts a worldwide calamity taking place in the year 2012. With us tonight, one of the creators of the WebBot project, Cliff Hi. Hello, Cliff. Speaking. Good morning, Mel from The Very Test Show. How are you? I'm doing fine, sir. How about yourself? Great. Thank you. Thank you for being with us in uh, such short notice. Cliff, I want to be able to get as much information as possible with the short amount of time that we have. I read a post at a website, which is what prompted me to contact you. The title of that post reads, No More WebBot, Last Report Here. Quote, The WebBot ran its last report. Cliff and George are not running any more reports now. The last reports all over the internet in full, ex- full except for some reason. Part 6 of the report is not being published because they say it's too scary. So I really cannot imagine what exactly is in there because what is out is, in my opinion, pretty extreme and scary on its own. Unquote. And this is one... That caught my attention even more because she's a very respectable person, comes from Catherine Austin Fitz, who will be with us in just a few days. A number of Cliff's recent reports describe some pretty dire possibilities regarding what could happen this summer and fall in terms of a falling dollar and the economy, as well as ongoing issues with earth changes. And it goes on and on, unquote. So instead of hearing it from a third party, Cliff, I thought I would contact you, the source, directly. For those around the world who may not be familiar, please provide a quick summary of what the WebBot is all about, and then we can talk about the post I just mentioned. The WebBot program is really Alta Reports, which is asymmetric language trend analysis. We do a a prediction or forecast of future events based on subtle changes in language as uh, these changes manifest across the Internet and usual conversations. We don't get into email. We don't go into chat rooms. We just watch what is occurring on the various fora. As people discuss the rather mundane things of life, they have a tendency to leak out little prescient clues as to what the uh, future will uh, hold for all of us. Sort of makes sense? We go out and gather them up. So it's like an, an aggreg- data aggregation? Is that, would that be data a good term? Data aggregation, but not data mining. We don't do word counts or any of that. We have a method of our own devising in which a uh, very complex uh, multidimensional array of emotional values is tied to individual words in, in a lexicon, and our lexicon currently is over 800,000 words in multiple languages. And we have a seed value set of about 250 to 300,000 words that start our reports off. And then our data gathering will go on out and gather perhaps 100, maybe 200 million um, reads, we call them. A read is uh, finding one of our seed value words in conjunction with certain emotional quantifiers, and then it reads 250 uh, bytes, or excuse me, 
2,500 bytes more or less on either side if those bytes are available, and we use those words within that read to associate with the seed value. Again, when did you, sense. absolutely, when did you start, you and your partner, George Ewer, when did you start the project and what motivated you to do this? Well, basically, George and I are not partners. We're associates. Okay. Uh, I produce all of the code and the altar reports and so on. And George Ure has urbansurvival.com. Uh, he has an uh, economics focus. What, he, what our relationship is, um, uh, well, it allows him to post the public information, that information we think needs to get out for the public for um, general uh, benefit and welfare for all of us. Our reports were begun in, I started noodling on the idea in 1993, got it really solid in 94, worked on the code through 95 and 96, started doing my first runs in 97, and then progressed on to where we actually had a subscription service set up in 2001. And as to that report that's been published, it should not have. We don't release our reports for free. We never post the reports in their entirety. I am glad that Part 6 was not posted, but none of the other parts should have been as well. It was a violation of copyright as well as screwing over our process for data gathering. I agree. I agree. But if it hadn't been for that snippet, I would not be here with you uh, telling the world of your existence. A lot of people have emailed me in the last few weeks. Uh, I've, I've been following you for years, by the way. And it seems that in the last few weeks, things are happening. And, and I was amazed to see the October 2008 uh, range through March. We all know what happened back in October when the stock market and the economy really, uh, it was not doing that great last year, but it took a downward spiral. Yeah, the markets were um, uh, in the toilet and swirling around, but that wasn't our issue. What really changed in, uh, in October was the global mass consciousness accepted certain values and their language shifted and their, their understanding of what was going on shifted. The fact that the problem existed for several years before that is neither here nor there, and the problem will continue to exist for years, but all of a sudden the mass of the, the humanity on the planet woke up to the dire straits that we were in on a particular day that we happened to predict, and, and that was kind of cool. What are the highlights of what the WebBot's telling you this year and beyond? Uh, well, um, they had said well, I'll get into some of the other stuff in a minute, but uh, basically what we're facing is a situation in which the summer is going to bring about the acceptance, again, by a large number of people, so it will take a number of months to occur, but the idea of undeniability in terms of Earth changes. They won't be able to just cloak it under global warming anymore or say that we've got a 100-year time frame or a 40-year time frame or anything like that. By the time we reach what we call the end of the summer of hell, which will officially terminate on the uh, autumnal equinox in September, by the time we get there, a large percentage of the populace of the planet will understand just how dire the weather and climate situation truly is. And we really do need to expand our thinking and, and go beyond the idea of merely weather and climate because it now includes things like volcanoes, shifting continents, rising oceans, uh, massive die-off of animals and plants, etc. That that's what for summer. And then it really gets nasty in fall. And then what's coming in the fall? 
Uh, in the fall, we're going to see the death of the dollar as the global reserve currency, which is already underway, of course, but it'll become a uh, gut-level, you-feel-it-in-your-stomach kind of an event over the course of uh, five or ten days, actually ten and a half days, in the late October through November, and it will precipitate a war as the American empire collapses. What does that tell you, in other words, the precipitation of the death of the dollar? What actually causes it? Is it China? No, no, no. It has nothing to do with that. The dollar died as a result of being born in 1913. Right. All things die given, you know, I mean, uh, there's that old um, Swedish saying that, you know, Father Time weaves the skein of your life the day you're born. No amount of hiding in a hole is going to change it. So, no, it died because in 1913, uh, Woodrow Wilson was coerced into signing over the sovereignty of the United States uh, people, the populace, to a small handful of uh, Zionist-controlled bankers. And their their dollar, their paper debt, is now run its course, and it can't be sustained any longer. In spite of anybody's efforts to the contrary, we'll never go back to what existed before October 7th of 2008, and that, that mechanism, that um, uh, system is in the process of breaking down. And you're talking about, referring to the creature of Jekyll Island, the creation of the Federal Reserve, which I'm going to be discussing with uh, Catherine Austin Fitch. Not a lot of people know that the Federal Reserve is owned by the Queen of England and her buddies. Exactly. And it's no more Federal Reserve, I mean, no, no more federal than not, Federal well, Express. Let's put it this way. The Federal Reserve Bank is not a part of the federal government. It has no reserves, and it's not a bank. It's a criminal cabal. Now, you said it's undeniable that we're going to be facing the fact that... Undeniability can be like a watchword for the rest of the year. Undeniability will come in, and it'll affect you over summer relative to the environment around you, your food supply, your, your air, your water. Uh, the temperature, the oscillations, the winds, the floods, the so on and so on and so on. By the time we get into fall, undeniability will start shading over into the death of the dollar as the global reserve component of that collapses. And that will have severe impacts as the 6% of the population currently living in the United States but consuming over 28% of the global resources suddenly has to try and shift down to consume only 6% of the global resources. And Cliff, we hear Israel now with the new administration of Benjamin Netanyahu. We'll go to war sometime around November 5th or afterwards. <laughs> Making overtures that they will be attacking Iran because of this. That's quite correct. Because of Obama's standing, they, they really don't like the way Obama is handling it, and apparently they want to take. It has nothing to do with that. Iran is no threat to Israel. Iran's government was said to demand the uh, destruction of Israel, and, and that was only from the Anglo-American press controlled by a handful of individuals who decided that they would translate the president of Iran's speech a particular way to get a particular right. point across. Right, right. They didn't mean they wanted to see the, the Israel... Um, Correct. They just said uh, that the Zionist state, they didn't even refer to it as Israel. They said the Zionist component of that state had no right to exist and was a, a, an evil upon the planet. Not that Israel was. For some reason, I thought this would be taking taking uh, place sooner than November. But everybody so, does, but it, it, in our in our data, it shows that that certain events start occurring on October twenty sixth, ramp up through November fifth, and after November fifth, things start happening relative to uh, increase in military action and severe problems. And of course, we'll be pulled into that conflict. That's the, uh, well, I mean, we won't be pulled. We'll be directed by the um, uh, uh, masters who tell the United States government what to do. The APAC and their lobbyists, the Queen, the Federal Reserve, those people in whose interest it is to slaughter humans will demand that the 
uh, current uh, slave minion political elite of the United States go along with their plans. And as they did in World War II and World War One and all the wars beforehand, they will do so. And our military will be sorely used and abused by vicious, ugly corporate masters. Do you believe this is done just to revive the economy? No. So what's the reason this that. time? They don't, they don't care about that. The economy is crashing on schedule. Uh, they knew it would crash at a particular period in time. They worked greatly to extend that period of time until now. You have to understand, no paper currency has ever lasted beyond 72 years in modern history. China has had some that went longer than that, but as a rule, paper currencies collapsed 72 years to 85 years in about that range, and ours was due to collapse. It was supposed to collapse, or, or it was its natural lifespan would have had it collapse at the time that Nixon took us off the gold standard or shortly thereafter, but it was propped up until now for their purposes. So just like cars have planned obsolescence, Obviously, this economy is planned on a plan obsolescence basis, if you will. Why do we keep plugging in so much money and, and, and quote-unquote, printing money? I don't answer why questions. I don't answer why questions because those go to intent. If you okay. want to ask me how, what, when, where, that I can answer. But I can not, hardly even guess my own intent most often, let alone those of any other person. Okay, let me rephrase that. What is the purpose of the bailouts? What is the purpose of... of Putting so much money into it. Okay, in my estimation, it is a last gasp effort to fund, <clears throat> while there is still uh, value in currency flowing through the system, it's an attempt to marshal resources to what might be called the shadow government, the black ops people, those people that really control things. Bear in mind that the President of the United States has a really good security clearance, but there's 27 layers above him. There's 27 layers of information he's not allowed to know. Those are the people that are taking the money. So in reality, it's only an illusion that we go into the polls November every four years. No, it's, that's perfect reality, but you're voting for Crook A or Crook B. And they right. both are owned by Mob Boss C. Undeniability. Would there ever be undeniability of the extraterrestrial presence on Earth? Yes. When do you see that happening? It, again, it's a large mass of people involved. So if you're talking the whole planet, it'll take maybe a year and a half or two years from the initial big surge that will occur later in this year and early in 2010. But that was when the process will begin. Is is by March of 2010, you'll be you will be able to sit there and say, "Oh yeah, he was right." In the last three months, the following things have occurred. You know, Cliff. For the first time, we've seen CNN really focus on. Dr. Eric Mitchell, Stephen Bassett, and other people who talk about disclosure for an hour or more. They feature all of them last yeah, Monday hmm, about the I X conference. Why. I exactly. Why. T tell us what you think about that. I, it's on. It's on plan. It's tracked. There's certain um, hurdles that exist within the powers that be in terms of their mental appraisal of human beings, and in order to overcome those hurdles and to shepherd and guide, if you will, it's a very polite word, uh, the human consciousness to certain conclusions, they need to have certain things appear at certain times. Unfortunately for them, events are starting to spiral out of control, and we're about to hit a, a very large increase in that spiraling that will test their ability. And according to our data, sometime over the course of summer, one of their three main arms of control 
will disappear. Now, bear in mind, just because the currency and the dollar crashes doesn't mean that the powers that be lose control. In fact, it allows them to consolidate and tighten up on certain things, while their minion classes, the political elites of the world, go thrashing around with budgets and so on. The power elite are, in, in effect, actually consolidating. So they're going to be very upset when one of their three mechanisms for control of the population sort of departs over the course of the summer and into... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section, or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today, with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it, because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.